0: Wow. This episode with Anthony uh, is just a rocket ship. Yeah. Like it started out like doom had come across the moped outlaws land because there was a a dearth, a a desert of guest.
1: Yes. (laughs) The guest was a no show.
0: And we were going to compensate because we sort of started talking with each other. And, of course, there's a a story in there about something I'm doing. Which, And as I was doing it, I was happy to tell my friend Greg. But I was just feeling like, oh, like, I just really – this doesn't really need to be – everyone hears this. So we'll keep it. And maybe someday you'll get to know what the the nature of the whole conversation is. That actually
1: could be cool. You know, maybe we'll post it as a B episode, like a a bonus. Um, I was – like just in a bummed place, and so I was giving i I feel like I had no energy to give, but then Anthony popped in, and uh the Christian stoner,
0: yeah, yeah, you should hang out with more stoners, i guess
1: i don't know it's it's certainly you know what's great because I have a debate with my son all the time about the impact of getting high and this and mm-hmm. that, and um I really tried to let go of this father energy element that isn't based in reality. Yeah. And you and I have both chosen sobriety and I think it's wise for us, but it's good to know like that's our personal choice and everyone has a personal choice and there's maybe different.
0: Well, and that's interesting because personal choice and Liberty and freedom are a big part of the discussion that we have with Anthony. And there's a little bit of success envy. Like both Greg and I are kind of looking at this guy going, wow, he's did it. Like he, he took himself from, poverty level to middle class level as a comic and a podcaster and he has lost none of himself along the way and it's really cool to talk to him and you know for those of you who might need it trigger warning there's some things that we talk about on this podcast which may upset your sensibilities but um he's a good guy we had a good time and there's no love lost here for
1: sure all right let's dive in Say hello. 11111.
0: This is the Wagon them. Yo, it is not. Kick you Benza. two outlaws on the lamb, taking the back roads through America.
1: You can't drink in the coffee for this show. And now it's time for Monday Madness with the Moped Outlaws, Greg and Mark.
0: And I thought that was really intriguing because the body forms patterns and we grow, you know, we grow these chemical imprints based on that. I don't even remember. Oh, who uh, just
1: popped in. <laughs> awesome. Let's add him. All right. Oh. Yo,
2: hey, sorry about that. I, I had the wrong time on here. I saw your email and I like got on as soon as I saw the email. I'm sorry about that, man. <laughs> Anthony, welcome to the the, the show. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm like, only twenty two minutes late, so sorry about that. Uh, I meant to. I, I had it at one, so I was like trying to be early, and I was like, I looked at it at twelve thirty, and I am like, like, we're in the room right now. You know, like oh yeah. So sorry about that, guys. So
1: yeah, for those of us who don't
2: know, i oh, go ahead, Greg. I am sorry.
1: No, it's thirty five minutes late, Anthony.
2: Okay, it says so you are live for twenty two minutes. That's so why I was like, okay.
1: That's how long we've been. We just decided, like, we thought you weren't going to show up, so we recorded. Oh,
2: so crazy. Sorry, man. I'll have you guys on my podcast. So hey, Anthony
0: Rogers this. is the Mick Jagger of comedy. Let's just put it <laughs> that way. <No.
1: laughs>
2: That's funny. I was definitely, dude. No, I, I thought I was being early, man. I, I, I was all hyped. Like, I, I mean, I'm checking my emails early, and I'm like, I'm still late. So, how are you guys doing, man? Sorry, awesome show, by the way, man. I was like, yeah. I was literally watching like episodes of it today. Like, I knew this was happening. I just didn't know the time. Sorry, like. And I You're so interrupting was
0: a, a really interesting conversation about milk. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm
2: glad <laughs> I was able to at least interrupt something.
0: Please
1: no, help us. I, yeah, I think this episode, and uh, you know, full transparency, um, something's just bumming me out in my life right now. And uh so my energy, I was listening to Mark and just like, oh, yeah, life. And Mark's like, yeah, I'm engaged with my life. I'm changing my life. And I'm like, oh, inside, I'm just like, oh, my fucking life. Anyway, welcome to the show, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Hey, um, one thing we were wondering, because Mark said earlier, like, why would I choose the background I have? And I thought, well, I think Anthony's into cannabis. I think that's part of his scene.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just did a cannabis festival, like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It was a, yeah. It was a, I, it's fun, man. I, I smoke a lot of weed. Are LA you late? <laughs> no, I thought I was early. Like, <laughs> I literally was like planning. I had to say one o'clock on my calendar. I was literally just and uh, in, in, and that's in 30 minutes or 20 minutes from now. I literally thought I was early checking my emails. I thought I was doing it all right. And like, you're like, where are you here, dude? I'm like, I'm gonna look like a giant asshole of these like awesome guys. Like I literally watched your podcast and everything. I was like I was like, I was like, I'm gonna watch I watched like three episodes probably. Like that last one was kind of was kinda dark but good content, you know, like uh you know what I mean. Oh like, like,
1: Farah. Uh... Yeah, that, was kind of, that was
2: dark. It was good. great content. Though. I mean, a great story, great lady and stuff, good energy. Mm. And you guys kind of open up to her and stuff. was pretty good. And then and I kind of just, I literally skimmed through all your stuff and then to be weighed on top. And I'm like, why do I do my homework if I can't even show up to school? You know, it's like, oh, well, we
0: you know what? I'm going to invite you to let go of all of that, Anthony. Those are the circumstances, the context of what happened. And <laughs> we are now in this present moment and I we can, can. breathe can. depth and power and light and, funny shit into this moment
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh and i just got why you thought you were t- only 22 minutes late because yeah we waited 15 minutes before we started recording
2: yeah oh yeah. the- good well so what part of the country are you in anthony i'm in missouri right now i'm in the suburbs like like in the suburbs of like, around st louis like uh, basically
1: awesome. is that swamp country
2: it's uh the, it's, a, it's a forest with like roads through it <laughs> it's like it's like what it looks like to me, anyway. It's like it's like just highways and like just forests everywhere. It's, it's pretty cool, man. I, I like it out of here a lot. Where are you uh, guys
0: at? We're in Northern um, California, not far from San Francisco.
2: Ok, uh, bear and stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's dry.
1: I heard on one of your podcasts, um, you said you're divorced, you lost your house, and there was one. Other, but maybe you lost your job, and you said you did. Is that was that all real? Oh
2: no! I was just making stuff up. It was okay. Like I was no. The intro had so many ads in it, so I was just like explaining why it had so many ads. I was just like being sarcastic, because like it just like it went for like it was like a seven minute intro, and I was, it was. Like, I was like, oh my god, like
1: yeah. It, first, you had the music out for a second. There, I even thought like, do I have the right guy? Like, is this the real podcast? And I was like, oh no, it is. Okay, yeah, all right.
2: And then the, and then one of the guests got mad at the intro and wouldn't, yeah. It? Yeah, and uh, just just left and like just was crazy. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I went out. Everyone's mad, and I just I got real. I got real things to do. You know, can't really, <laughs> get mad with truth. Yeah, like there's no time for anger. Yeah, you guys—you guys are some good podcasters. Though. You guys like carry yourself well, good em- energy and stuff. I like how you guys like uh, like you guys vibe with the guests. Good. Though. I, I literally just kind of because you even jump on somebody's pockets and then get to binge watch it to kind of figure out the vibe and stuff like that. So it's like, uh, I mean, I definitely like you guys style. Man, you guys got something going, on, Man, you guys, you guys need to be more narcissistic though and spam everyone. That's what, I'm, <laughs> that's what I would do is just like spam everybody and buy ads and shit. Other than that, you guys have the fucking perfect format. Do like well, you want to buy
1: an ad? That's a great sponsor break. We're here with Anthony Rogers. (laughs) Maybe he
2: can help us with that project
1: we were trying to launch. Adrenochrome cola. Cola.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) You have to be of a certain mental framework to understand that that particular
1: uh, beverage. (laughs) And so how long have you been podcasting for?
2: for too long, man, you know, like, uh, like I, I don't know, like, um, I guess, like, eight years, or maybe
1: five years, I think eight. Damn. Yeah. and do you do stand-up?
2: Yeah, yeah, I do, that's what I do all spring and summer and stuff, I just, like, uh, talking to a microphone and get paid too much for it. Nice. Pay too much, huh? That's a good deal. Well, we don't, well you, have the, you have the ten years of poverty to get there, and then i am right. like, just like everyone calling you delusional and the poverty, and then, and then you get to like middle class, like from it, from it and it feels like a lot of money. You know? It's
0: like a, meanwhile you're as funny as you've ever been, still, or are now you, you get,
2: getting funnier? Do you think, think you're was, getting funnier? I think I was better at 19, man. I think I cared more. Now it's like a job, you know, it's like, just to be honest, you know, it's like it's, at 19, it was just like, man, I'm gonna do all this cool stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like doing some cool stuff, I think, you know, but it's like, but it's like, it's just a job now. It's like clocking in. Like, it's like, I'd be in like my tour bus, like, oh my God, I got another show tonight. Cause I just do so many shows in a weekend. I doing mean, like four, like, you know I mean three to three to five shows a weekend, you know? And like, so I'm like outside this place. So I'm like, oh God. <laughs> i got to work again i just sat to work still you know it's like it's like i should have had a better dream and the dream shouldn't have included a job you know well at least you yeah. don't have to yeah. share it with
0: the bass player and the drummer and the merch guy
2: or load equipment yeah no, my a lot of my friends are in bands it's like loading loading drums and stuff i'm like i don't know how you guys do that the
0: biggest cool. thing you gotta carry in is like your microphone
2: i don't even do that no i just like to show up you know like Oh, okay. the TV and yeah. I just have to. I have to show up and mumble into a microphone
1: for for thirty minutes to an hour. That's have, awesome. You've built an hour set. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a good one, but it's but it's. Wow. Well, <laughs> you're being hired, and you're on the road with it. You're, you're...
2: I, I just got back from like a twenty state tour. I just did like a, with a school bus. We just my my wife drove a school bus across America. While
1: I uh, complained about it and did shows. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> awesome. And how often do you change up your set?
2: Um, Well, it depends, man. Sometimes I'll use like uh, some. some, I usually only tell a couple of jokes, man. The rest of it is rant and just do whatever I want. So I just kind of just like vibe the crowd, you know? All
1: right. So, cool. like, who's some of the um, legends that you look up to?
2: Probably like Bill Hicks, George Carlin, Mitch Hedberg, probably my top three. Yeah.
1: What was the third one?
2: Uh, Mitch Hedberg.
1: I don't know, Mitch He was a
2: one liner guy in the 90s. He was really, he, was, he probably had the best one liners. Whereas like Carlin and Hicks were just like you're gonna learn something from them, you know. You're like you're gonna walk away like, man, I just had a history lesson and like a and like a couple other classes. I, I just like that kind of comedy, I like how you can make like uh you can make like being smarter funny, you know. I kind of like that aspect.
0: Both Hicks and um, Carlin are in the same category as Yoda in terms of their wisdom.
2: Pretty much, man. I mean, pretty yeah. It's it's weird being older than like Bill Hicks ever was. Like, because I, I because like in, like I'm 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 younger than him, obviously. So I found him when I was in high school, and then like now I'm like 37, and he died at like 33 or something. So it's, it's weird seeing it's weird like like it was it, like you know what I mean? Like it's weird like seeing Kurt Cobain now, you know? Like when you're old, right. it, it, yeah. it's, it's like wow, he was like uh, you know what I mean? It was, it's, it's the same thing with like like anybody. Like like man, I got older than that guy I ever got, and he was like smarter than me still. I mean, yeah. it's
1: like, <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I don't know. That's debatable. When yeah. You use the
0: Darwinian method to assess the smartness. You won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Dude,
2: that's so great. That's so great, man. Right that's true. true. So How
1: do you avoid the uh, <laughs> onslaught of drugs and alcohol in your circuit as a comic?
2: Oh, I just don't want to die, man. Like, you know I mean, I just, I, I just, like it's uh, like I smoke a lot of weed still, and like sometimes I get really drunk because like it's just free most of the time because everybody's just, like trying to do shots of me and shit. And, I, and I'm big, and I'm, i like six foot something. I'm Irish, I can handle it. But it's, but it's just like, uh, but it's just like I don't know. I try to just smoke weed a lot, you know, instead of like, like I don't know. Everybody's like always rich people trying to get me to do cocaine and stuff. I'm like, I can't, I'm trying to keep my heart going and be like 50, you know, and then like see how it goes. So I got to say no to like certain things, you know, but. Because I'm getting old and boring, you know. I gotta eat vegetables. More, than I do drugs now.
1: <laughs> Mark and I were just talking about that. Yeah, we just you... did
0: like a whole bit about how I'm in this whole protocol about healing at 60 years old and working out and doing shit. Wait, you're 60. Yeah.
2: What the fuck? You look like you're like 50 or 40. You look like a. Are you a vampire? <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys don't. Okay, that's crazy. I know you're fucking. sick. That's crazy, man. You look like a teenager. Yeah. You're, like, dressed like a teenager and have, like, a younger face. That's crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> semen retention. No, that's,
1: good. that's nice.
2: <laughs> that's crazy, though. That's crazy. How old are you, then, Greg? Like, I'm 61. That's crazy. Okay. That's crazy. You guys, okay. Well, you age better than I do. Is that, like, nah, you No, know, no, man. It, it's still possible. Wait till you get to 60 before you say that.
1: Yeah, Sorry. you're looking fine for 37. You said you're 37?
2: Trying to get there. Yeah, I'm tra- yeah okay. So we're, we're all vampires, I guess. That's yeah, the, exactly. The we're yeah. doing great. Laughter is the key because it's
0: the ultimate detox.
2: Well, and 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 like uh, I think I think weed a lot too. Man, it keeps me way more calm in stressful situations. Like I heard in your last episode, and this is kind of a dark thing to bring up, but I, but I heard in your last episode both your mother like like we're like like and stuff like that. And I'm literally in the house where my mom is like sick right now, and like helping her and stuff like that. And and like like the amount of edibles and weed I smoke keep me like way less stressed out. Like I still, I mean, obviously stress is going to hit you still, but it's like I, I can like straight face like like the, the crazy situations that, that that test your soul, you know. And, and I, and I think that that's, what, I think it's very unspoken about marijuana. Everybody just thinks it's like a certain thing or something, but like, it definitely, like, you know what I mean? It definitely helps me like kind of like just straight face madness, you yeah. know, and like to tragic things, you know?
1: Yeah. So well, how, do, who cares for your mom when you're on the road?
2: Well, she has friends and stuff like that. Like, for when okay. I did like the summer thing, I'm usually here like a fall through, fall through May kind of thing. Typically, right. my wife's like a teacher. So we're, we're kind of around during that time and then like, uh, rotate like family in and stuff. And like on and weekends, I get kind of break sometimes too. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's more, like right now, I'm just doing like, like I said, a podcast and like my show and stuff kind of instead of, uh, instead of live shows till probably 2024 mm-hmm. because of that. But.
1: Well, it sounds like you've found yourself a partner who's really committed to your life. Like she's there helping you with your mom passing. She's driving you around to gigs on the road
2: and a bus. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like the evolution of a twenty-year-old bumming a ride. Right? It's just like like a, like, now like a thirty-seven-year-old Can I'm a ride, but in a bus.
0: Instead of picking out your thumb, you just bring whatever vehicle he can get.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the evolution of the panhandler. pan-handler <laughs> you know, you maybe you maybe.
0: Would you want to get on some mopeds with us and cruise around the country doing, like, podcasts and comedy
2: bits? Dude, I'd be down with that at some point. I, have a, I had a moped. I'll buy another one. Yeah, I had a moped. I like this. Yeah. It's actually – like I like the podcast names. That's why I reached out initially because, like, the podcast name made me laugh. Then, like, I kind of – I some episode. You guys are just on point, man. You guys are – you guys have the format of what you need, really. It's good. And I think, like uh, – because it's like that – everybody has a podcast, but, like, you guys actually have a good chemistry and stuff. And I think you guys have a good thing going, man. How long, yeah. you, how long has this been a show?
1: Years. We're on our third season.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It takes us it, it takes a sec to get the, to get as good as you guys. Be, like, have the vibe and stuff like that. You guys were friends prior, probably. Yeah, yeah. we've known each other since we were twenty. Okay, yeah. I could tell. you. I know. I could tell you guys. Yeah, you guys got good energy. So you, guys, you, you tell you know each other forever. Yeah, I could just tell like your vibe. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, yeah
1: we've know. pushed each other's buttons, thrown each other off cliffs, done it all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the and, goal, uh, man. To have friends and family around that long. That's that's the goal. Yeah. Man, to grow, man. Amen. That's that's crazy. You guys are fucking sixty, man. Sorry for the language, but that's, that's I'm like fine. throwing off. I'm like throwing. Off. <laughs> it's just like, so like, like when you told me that, like, there's no way, like, you, I don't know, man, you guys, you guys must be on that adrenochrome startup you're talking about. Like,
1: That's yeah. it, adrenochrome soda. <laughs> and now we break for our sponsor, adrenochrome soda.
2: <laughs> adrenochrome
0: soda is made by biologically uh, units that are grown completely free of all harmful chemicals. There's no sugar added. And it's available only in select Illuminati stores
1: <laughs> or a pizza parlor near you <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and it's organic. Um, Dude, that's so, great.
2: You guys, uh, I, love the, I love the commercial. That's great. Uh, Sorry, whatever you're saying. I like
1: that, yeah. well, yes, like when my mom passed, it was very quick. Like she kind of crossed the line and within four weeks passed. My father was very similar. He was brought into a hospital on a Friday and passed on a Monday Oh, wow. um, yeah. for your mom is what's the process that you're experiencing?
2: basically okay so this has been a couple of years now i think i think at least this is the third year i think so she was diagnosed with als but i'm trying to disprove that because als is a diagnosis uh, by not being able to diagnose other things it's almost a thing you're just like well it's not this it's not this it's not this it must be this but there's no actual evidence of that from my perspective so i'm trying to basically heal her and get her But she's been sitting in a chair for a while and i think it's nerve damage so i'm trying to get her uh her mindset more positive and like get um and like play like some like i'm christian so i'm playing some gospel music for her and stuff and like um, and trying to get her like um, like like going and get her eating like farm fresh food, like protein all that stuff. Seeing if I could do a natural healing thing with all the all the things that Earth already has, you know. And then and then, you know, trying to figure that out. And like um, you know, I'm just fighting it. Like you know, just straight
0: fighting it. There's some stem cell patches you can get. Have you heard of this? I have not
2: actually. Would I replace yeah. nerves?
0: It's it's basically it'll helps your body create the cells that it uses to create its own structure. That's so when we when we come out of the womb, we have an abundance of them from the placenta. And then over time, we make them, right? And over time, they, we make less of them. And as, as disease and stress hits, we or diet and stuff, the, the stem cell thing changes. But there's these patches now that release uh, a precursor. It's not the actual stem cell, but it's a thing that your body needs more of to actually create its own stem cells. Hmm. And I've met a couple of people who one guy turned cancer around. Wow. Then another so. guy's reduced inflammation. I don't have a brand name, but just Google stem cell. Yeah, i right
2: my notes. Yeah, I know I'm putting my notes, man. Thank and you.
0: And just to for everyone who's listening out there in podcast land, I am not a doctor, and this is not medical advice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just like I invested heavily in the stock of this company, (laughs) but I have have no, uh, no money.
1: What does ALS stand for? Like, I, what does that term even mean?
2: uh, I don't really understand it, but it's like it's the same thing. Lou Gehrig's disease, like rebranded. Like Lou Gehrig is like one of the most famous people. dies basically, what that is is like a regressive disease where his body just kind of shuts down completely, and and that's what he thinks happening. But I I think a lot of it's from immobility of like sitting in a chair and stuff. But I mean, no. Well, like, but um, most people would say that I'm in denial, probably delusional. <laughs> but, but I think, but I think I'm right. I think I'm. I think I'm not fighting it. I'm. some standing on my ground. You know, I'm trying to find it. So well, you're <laughs> a
0: prime candidate for denial is her son and someone who loves her. I mean, that would not yeah. be, uh, you know, unusual for you to feel that. And Fair. at the same time, I think you got the right attitude because both Greg and I are both um, people who've read this book called A Course in Miracles. And you said you're really, a Christian, I and remember. I think the world operates beyond the level of material science. And so good on you for exploring those fringes and trying to come up with something, um, that will help your mom, you know, get better. And I was going to stop Greg because both of our moms died, but we don't know that yours
1: is going to anytime soon. Exactly.
2: That's like, I'm trying to find you, man.
1: Right on. Well, we don't know when, but we know one day we all
2: know. Fair, fair,
0: fair. fair. Uh, yeah. Maybe she'll get run over by a moped.
1: <laughs> yeah, a giant one. <laughs> um, so, what brought you to like? Was Christianity a part of your life right from day one?
2: Oh no, I was like a terrible person, man. I was very selfish and just ter- you know I was very a very self-involved, terrible person at one point. You know? But uh, yeah, I felt how dirty my soul was, and I just, I wanted to change it.
1: So, uh, were you uh, Christian when you started stand up at nineteen? Oh God, no! Was it your wife who introduced you to Christianity? Uh,
2: I, I mean, that's interesting in a way, maybe. Because I think she grew up in like a religious household and stuff like that. But I think I just like, uh, I just like, I, I mean, when when I don't know when you, I feel like it comes to you, man. I feel like I feel like whenever it, it happens, like um, I can I felt like um, I felt how dirty my soul was. And, and I felt like it was because I was a prankster, not because I'm truly evil. So I was given like a chance, you know. Like, this sounds crazy, but I feel like it was like that, that, that's how I feel. And I feel like I was given a chance to save my soul. And I feel like I'm trying, I'm fighting that too, bro, you know, I'm doing that fight too, you know, like trying to keep a clean soul, trying to be a millionaire, trying to get to be a millionaire and keep a clean soul or my two goals, you know, on earth. That's two
0: like, yeah.
1: very good goals.
0: And those may not be antithetical. Some people might argue that those uh, two things are antithetical, but I don't personally subscribe to that belief myself. I don't
1: either.
2: I don't either. And, I you can provide a good service, you know, like water or yeah. something, you know. And I think this is a good
0: time for you to talk about your soul, Greg.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's intact. (laughs) What do you want to (laughs) know?
0: Well, you know, Greg, at one point in his early years, thought he made a deal with the devil to become a rock star.
1: Yeah. And I I sold my soul to the devil, but it wasn't like any dark magic or some black religious thing. I was just sitting on the deck, listening to sympathy for the devil rolling stones my friends and I, we were all going to be rock stars. And I thought, oh, if that's what it takes. All right. I'll do it. But
0: you've had a turnaround since then,
1: right? Well, yeah, I went on a, I went on a stereotypical journey with that deal with the devil where everything got really great. And then it went really dark. And, um, and then
0: you met the love of your life and had three kids and well, became a spiritually awake person.
1: I think I'm still, like like you said, Anthony, earlier, I think there's an element of, um, for me personally, like, oh, God is real. And what does that even mean? Like there's an acceptance, well, God real. is real, and then what does that mean? So there's a, a journey and an exploration of life and the creation of life. And the belief in faith and love and that it's real and that ultimately that's what we want to do. We want to love everyone and be in love with everyone. And it could get really hard. Like with my ex, um, the woman that Mark just mentioned with the three children, she's now my ex and she's engaged to another man. And I still have, like logically, I've totally let it go. Logically, it's all good. But emotionally, there's still chaos going on. So part of the spiritual journey for me is how do I live truthfully and honestly with what is my moment-to-moment thing? And like I shared with you guys earlier, like something's kind of bumming me out in life right now. Like how? What's the authenticity of spirit in the dark night of the soul?
0: Yeah, well, I'd like you to take a crack at that, Anthony.
1: I mean, that's just
2: a good. It's a. It's, it sounded good. And I can relate to it. I feel like I think like I think like uh, I think terrible and amazing things happen simultaneously, constantly. You know, I think I think uh, birth and death happen at the same time. You know, pretty much. It's just, it's just a cycle, man. It's like it's how you handle it. You know, it's like it's just how, it's, it's how you how you handle it and don't let it conquer you. You, know? you got to conquer it. You know? No matter what it is. I mean, whatever darkness or demons are on you, you know, you got to. You
0: to handle that, you know. You know, we were talking about David Goggins, and we were going like, "Well, the body and the mind are gonna mess with you, and like, pain and your mental f- framework will will totally take you down if you let it." And there's this part that actually overcomes that. And what part of us is the part that overcomes the mind and the body's avoidance of pain? And uh, we gave it a name, but, Anthony, you didn't hear that, so I'm curious, what do you think it is?
1: Yeah, cause is it, here's,
2: no, continue, sorry. Well, so,
1: like, here's the experience. Mark woke up at, like, 3.45 this morning. He's in this challenge with this group of men, and he's committed to get out of bed at, you know, be awake by 4, and by 5 o'clock he's at the track with this weight vest on doing three miles. That's awesome. I'm trying to but, self- he had a gig last night and at 345, he woke up and he's in total anxiety. Like, you can't do this. It's not going to happen. You're going to fail. And there was what we were talking about is he went and did it. In fact, he did a better time today than he's done the past two days. So what is that essence of self that is stronger? And the physical body saying you're going to fail, and the mental body saying you're going to fail.
2: I'd almost argue the mind telling you that's not you. You know what I mean? I'd almost argue. I think we're, I think we're in a weird place where I think we're I, like I think it's like demon. I even, I believe in like demons and darkness, and like it's a it's a it's a bet for our soul all the time, man. So I mean, they're going to tell you you can't do anything good. They want to be miserable. They want you. To, they want you. They want you in pain and misery to where they can prey on you easier. From my perspective, and I think it's always. I mean, and like and like. I just think that's not your voice. You know? I think your voice will always, you know, we have the voice of heroes, you know. Like, like we have the, we're the souls of heroes, you know.
0: Thank you for that. Uh,
2: that's just my I opinion. Agree. Real,
0: you know, yeah, well, you're our guest, and your opinions are what we want to know about today. Unless that. you want to sit and watch Greg and I talk, which you've already done plenty of, apparently. <laughs>
2: No, I had to binge. Like when I go on a show, I have to just—you can't. You got to know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? And like the podcast name was cool and stuff. So I was like, you got cool guests. Like so, I just tore, tore through stuff, man.
1: Do you find any challenge in being a Christian and, in essence, breaking bread with a porn star? You had a porn star on your last episode. I saw. Is there any inner challenge to the?
2: I mean, I think it's easier because I'm married. So it's like, uh, I think that like, I'm just like, I, I basically, I am such a, like, in, in the instance of how you, you, you're like, like how people will see, they're like, oh, he was on a show the porn star. Like, I'm just like, I'm like. I just see cross promotion <laughs> I like to be honest I'm like such a, I'm such a like that I was such a businessman at thirty seven to where I'm not like at twenty four you probably worry about that more you know what I mean like you put me on, on around a bunch of points at twenty four I probably wouldn't have the most integrity you know but but I think I think at thirty seven I'm kind of just like I'm married I've been with my wife for about eight years I'm married for about two years I think that um Jesus probably would talk to porn stars too. I mean, I think that, like, you know, I mean, he talks to everybody. I think, I think that's the goal is no judgment as being a Christian. And I think that that's the that's the biggest thing. And I think a lot of Christians do say, I mean, do say they have a problem with that though. So I do see your point because I'm like, um, I'm from Missouri, so a lot of my uh, a lot of, a lot of the surrounding areas are, are Republican, Christian, conservative households and stuff, and mom, um, and, and they'll say stuff and then they'll, uh, they'll they'll thumbs down it on Telegram and stuff and get kind of mad at their, their porn stars. But I think that's their lack of self control and lust, like coming out more so. And just being like, I can't control loss, so I can't I can't even think about that. Or I think more or less like I'm just like how do I become a millionaire all the time? And I'm like trying to like figure out how to get my ranch and stuff, you know. So it's all just everything's business to me. It's it's like the like it's the same thing as like like there's no difference to me from from a porn star between between a porn star and like the, the episode I have with like ICP and like a theoretical physicist. You know, they're all just interesting people in different ways and like um everyone's got a story and sometimes some stories are more interesting than others, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's I think he said it earlier too, like you know, Jesus being the guide in the Christian belief, um, he he said it, love everybody. That was his thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Him and the Beatles. Like <laughs>
1: yeah. All you need is love. <laughs>
2: Yeah, dude, and like, and like, yeah, it's just like a, it's a business thing to me. If, if I was looking at it and lost or something, or being, create, I mean, there's already, there's already a Howard Stern, you know, there's already guys like, he's like, look how dumb everybody is, and look how smart I am, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just like there's always guys like that, and that's insecurity, man, you know, I think, a, I think a truly intelligent person builds up other people. And, and, like, and like uh, I think that's the biggest key to what we're doing. I think it's the same thing with this podcast. It's, like, we're just building up. We're really bad at each other. And, like, I'll, I'll be spamming this thing everywhere. But like, look, look I, look, I talk to people, everybody on the Internet, you know. I mean, it's, same, it's just cross-promotion, you know. It's just, like, it's the same thing. It's always smart. It's good getting other people's perspectives. And everything's supposed to happen, so it's weird.
1: When I know, well, Now I got this business question in my mind. I'm wondering, do we cut the first 20 minutes where it's just Mark and I? So when you spam it around, like people bounce on, they're like, fucking Anthony's not on there. Forget it.
0: Yeah, we can have that be like a, a special like podcast um, bonus episode. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll just start it from when Anthony shows up.
1: We'll, we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll
2: cover this in the intro. you'll already know what happened by the time you're watching this part right here
1: so have you been able to build your social media and podcasting into a business
2: yeah yeah my my biggest problem is that um i'm too good at it so they limit me well like I, I basically like I, I had a million people on facebook like years ago i'd probably be at like 20 like i'd probably be at 20 million by now if like if they didn't delete it you know and then i'm at like like i have a decent amount on instagram right now and some other apps and stuff but it's like it's like you can only get so big before they cancel you and like cry about it you know look like, at I mean, it's just like it's like annoying and it's like i i don't know i'm like a I, I don't know. I feel like a free man and I feel like I could say whatever I want all the time. But like all these nerds are telling me, tell me I can't. And I'm just like, I don't respect you. I don't know. You know, it's like, it's
0: like, so I'm curious about what your experience was getting throttled or getting canceled by the media companies. What do you think? What describe how you viewed that process and what your experience was like going, you know, like starting at the top. Like, okay, you've, you're at the top of the mountain. We don't, we all know that that's a long journey, but yeah, there you are, and something happens. What was your point of view about what happened, and then how did that affect you?
2: The first, okay, so it was two. I'd say two ma- major times this happened. It was like Facebook, or mm-hmm. I was like a million people, and it was like. <laughs> verified account and stuff and then there's like um and then twitter too okay so facebook was like i but when all those guys i found out all those guys were sharing our data and stuff and our addresses and stuff i shared mark zuckerberg's address a picture of his house and i was just like well if mark zuckerberg has all my information where i live i'd like you all to have this and it had like a lot of shares really fast and it was kind of going viral and they, they basically deleted the post and i posted it again and then they, and then they um and i just said the same thing and then and then they're like uh and then they, they tried to ban me for it and then they over they deleted the entire account basically of uh, Facebook did and then um, and then and, uh, and then more recently, I ran for offices for U.S. Congress when they're shutting down my town and they're trying to tell everybody like uh, business is illegal and like people I can't leave their homes. I try to run for office and try to stop that and uh, and I uh, basically just like and, and I argued for like the bill of rights and other things on Twitter. And they just tweet you on that too. They don't, they don't, they don't respect your country. They don't respect you. They don't respect your God. <laughs> they don't respect anything, man. And, and, and they, they act like you can't talk about it on the internet. You can talk about anything but Jesus and, and, and like loving your country. And it's like insane to me. It's insulting to be honest. Like I'm completely insulted by it. Like to be honest.
0: So when you stood up and tried to have your voice about what you thought and what you, your, the way you viewed things, what happened was that became too threatening to Twitter and Facebook and then they decided you were done and we're all aware. Everybody in this podcast right now is aware of the kind of personalities out there in the world who fear what people talk about to such a degree that they think it's dangerous to let people talk about stuff. Yeah. Right. It
2: is and too-
0: <laughs> and what, and like, I'll admit that there are things that I, there are limits to free speech. You go to any college course and talk about the first amendment and there'll be a discussion of where the limits of free speech are, but there's so much fear of the other and so much fear of being out of control and people have forgotten what liberty means. Yeah.
2: They definitely have. I think. I think we're in the midst of the of the slowest communist takeover of all time. And mm-hmm. I think. I like to be honest. I think they're tearing, they tear down our statues. and I'm not trying to trigger people. If this we can change the subject. Of politics it's crazy. But uh, oh, we trigger people
0: on this show. Yeah, we well, okay. We're okay. Right. I
2: didn't mean, in a mean way. I just mean in a respectful way. Like you guys are nice and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to turn you guys like, away from my, my how I do something. Well,
0: I no, we want these kinds of conversations because cancel culture and the ideas because the healing that we talked about earlier that is the healing of the ages, whether that's from a Christian viewpoint or anything else, like just love, heart-centered love, Beatles. It can't happen if we do that to each other. The way that this happens is we get good at holding the thing we're uncomfortable about our the people we incom- and come in contact with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why comedy is so powerful, because it gives us an opportunity to kind of poke fun at our tendencies to cower in fear or make, you know, judgments against people or try to shut down their thinking just because it scares us.
2: No, I agree. I think that 100. percent I think everybody's a friend, you know. Like regardless of belief, and I think both sides of the political argument are both patriots. They love our country enough to have the discussion. Like to be honest, it's not a feel about America anyway. But 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 no, I think like um I think through, I think we're in the middle of like a takeover. It's probably a global takeover, or it's obviously it's happening in a lot of nations, or 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 it's a communist one, or it's the same thing, or it's China taking over multiple countries because because um, I mean, you saw the shutdown put everybody behind two years basically economically from them, and like um we saw like other things. It was, it, we're, we're in the middle of like this crazy thing. I can't really describe it but it feels like I'm losing well, I would
0: right. describe it as as disaster capitalism right and and what I would call over overzealous capitalism because if you look at the history of the development of the business let's just take the corporate charter for instance when the United States made it legal to do corporations in the beginning, there was a five-year limit on how long you could be a corporation. Huh. The idea was you could issue stock and then you could have stock and trade it. And at the end of the five years, if the business had failed, okay, if it had been a success, now all those certificates turn into certificates of ownership and you don't trade them anymore because you, you've been part of an enterprise. And if you didn't want to be part of an enterprise, you had a five-year window to sell your stock to someone who did. And now we have this thing where corporate uh, bylaws have just grown and grown and grown. And they've become outside the checks and balances of our our country's framework. And that there's an issue for sure with communism. Don't get me wrong. But I think um, toxic capitalism is also at play here. Like for instance, my family's from Montana and for decades, the Montana power company was state owned. It was extremely reliable. The workers got paid a decent wage and the, the, the the cost of the electricity was almost nothing because they were basically using the Missouri river to pump things. Right. And then they sold the company they sold the, the apparatus and all the transmission lines to a company and suddenly this, the profits and the money went way up and people's fees went way up and the the material infrastructure started to degrade because they didn't want to spend the money to up to keep it up. And so there's these aspects of our culture and our society that don't quite fit the idea of ingenuity and profit and those things driving innovation, right? In those situations – Innovation is stifled by ownership and stifled by creating profit. And that's not socialism. That's just intelligence, right?
2: well, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't mean the the, the the argument of communism as much as like I, as far as like I mean as far as like the CCP as a political party, they're more evil than really communist even, anyway, or or generally or They're fascists really, or they're fascist really. But, but I think like what you said right. is why we lost because uh, you you nailed why we lost because basically the corporations like sold okay so in the nineties uh, they sold all the factories to China basically and they started in the seventies yep. but in the nineties they finished it, and then basically um so so we sold our country out for what you're talking about and we're using slavery. And we're using all these different, like the corporations are not us, but uh, the corporations are using slavery and they're doing all these things. And that's why we lost to the CCP, in my opinion. Like, I go the
0: back of, to Nixon opening up the channels with China. And when Nixon that's did that, sorry. it was the very beginning of the process you're talking about. And then yep. this idea of exporting jobs to help the profit motive hollowed out the labor forces of the United States. Yeah, right. It made, and, it, made, it made
2: nine guys record profits, and we're all broke right now because of it. It, yep. ruined, it ruined the world economy, and not just ours. And, and, and that's what we're trying to we're trying to resolve that. And I think like we need to start making things our own like, again, and, and like and like uh, reinventing our in, uh, institutions. That, that, and from my perspective, I, I think that basically our institutions are all are all compromised, like completely, like completely compromised. And like I think that we need to start new ones. You know, so this
0: brings up the question of: Do we have to burn it down, or can we do something to shift it?
2: They're already burning it down by doing it. Themselves. It's it's weird. Like they're uh, like when you look up all these like uh, like food plants and all these different companies getting like bombed and burned. you you read this stuff like the, uh, these like uh, food plants are getting burned and like all these different things. Like uh, I feel like I feel like my enemies are taking out my enemies. Like it's all just like polishing itself because like evil. it's just the process of evil. You know, it's like it's just the code of the universe. You can't really be evil that long. Otherwise, you know, it just comes back on you hard. Like the beliefs of karma and the beliefs of all that. You know, it's like you can't really be evil long. You know.
1: Well, how did your run for politics go?
2: I, I uh, spent I, – I, 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 it was more of a – I guess in, in reflection it's was more of a statement than it was, but I, I ran for um, – I was a Republican nominee. I lost in the general election. I um, spent no money other than like business co- – I spent $20 other than the filing fee. And then my opponent uh, proved my point that politics is panhandling and, and collected like millions of dollars from the brokers community in my state, St. Louis – and like um, I lived, in, I lived in my address is in St. Louis. I'm in the county helping my mother right now. But I'm just saying like um, but uh, no, I um, so yeah, no, it went really well. I think I did really well for my first time, not knowing anything. Having an internet presence helped a lot. Um, like 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 some other stuff. But I mean, yeah, I just uh, I just spanned my way to the top. You know, on the primary, all that.
0: Do you think that the people who have the aptitude and the innovative vision to actually sort of start healing this process are the ones that are opposed to running and uh, averse to being in a part of the political, you know, mechanism?
2: I think everybody's so beaten down they don't believe in themselves and I don't think they could do anything. Hmm. I think people are so beaten down, they, they doubt themselves all the time. They don't have any confidence, man. I think the world beat us down. It's like MK Alter. It's like trauma marketing constantly. It's like, look at this sad story, World War II, Civil War, everybody died, all another disease. Oh, this happened. Scandal, scandal, bad news. It's just like a, it's a, it's an energy level. They keep us at a really low energy to where we doubt ourselves and don't believe how powerful we truly are. It's a frequency game. It was almost most important
1: what well, do you do it. daily to keep your frequency at a high vibration and a positive vibration?
2: I don't know that I do, but I definitely try. Uh, so so, I basically I try to drink mostly well water, like really clean well water, so it's not like fluoride right in it and stuff like that. I um I, I eat farm fresh food. I try to, and my sponsors are really good quality food companies, high protein and stuff like that that I use too. And then I basically, it's like I mostly drink water. I, I treat soda like it's like a pie or a dessert or something, not a, not a beverage. Like like and I, and just certain things like that. I think that's my thought process right now. I'm not sure how intelligent it is, but that's where I'm at right now. At least that's where I think is working. Well,
1: you, know, you said earlier. I'm sorry. My living quickly. Yeah, you said ahead. earlier, cannabis plays a big role yeah. in your mindset. So, would you say that's part of your daily oh, keeping yeah. your vibration positive?
2: It's, it's part of my minutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, what you're saying, Anthony, is you're a Rostamon.
2: Yeah, you don't, you don't you don't go six years without cutting your hair, or shaving, without, without without smoking a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what's well, interesting because the code breakers, the Navajo code breakers who helped us defeat the Japanese in World War II were amazing at what they did. And then as soon as they went to to basic training and they cut their hair off, they that. lost their capacity yeah. to actually do some of the work that they thought that they were so good at in the field before that. And it took them a little while to figure it out before they could, could I become. Yeah. No, I think they're like
2: nerves. They're like, nerves. They're like, tree, like how yeah. trees work. They're like nerve endings and stuff. And like, ah. Uh-huh. And, and I think like edibles help, help, help a lot. I think like, yeah, just, you're not supposed to cut your, like Viticus is not to cut the size of your hair. You're not supposed to, right. you're, not supposed to you're not supposed to cut your hair. Or I have tattoos. I messed that up. But so before, I,
0: I am, am the, the exception. exception. I'm the exception that proves the rule because just based on this conversation, I'm awake. My vibration is high. Imagine you if I let it all grow out, how much higher I could be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right though. I think, I think,
0: Except it, there's, there's a part of it that just won't ever do it again.
2: I just put yeah. a hat with my my logo over it instead right. yeah. of. I I, just, yeah. I, just, I, just, I just want to fit my face over the bald spot, so you know it's just like it, 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 I turn it into branding. Yeah,
1: but it is interesting. Like we have the famous uh, Samson and Delilah story from the Old Testament, and um, Mark mentioned earlier, with the Course in Miracles and us talking about spirituality and God, that is beyond the physical. There's a root faith that I have that any investment in of strength and spirit in that which is finite is just a temporary thing. It's it's not I don't know, for lack of a better way to put it, it's not a direct line to the divine. Because the divine is infinite. So
2: to take this even weirder, man, I, I think I remember before I was born, even. I think I, I think I remember picking this life, which sounds crazy. I mean, it sounds wow. nuts. All right, I,
1: let's hear about this. Let's I, said, okay, I think
2: I think I remember being like being like like uh, in this like my soul being in, like this like sphere this circle like kind of like this weird space prison or something for some reason I'm not sure I don't remember the why but but I remember like being and then I remember like picking my life and I was like it was, like okay can you do it this time can you do like, it was like some weird thing I didn't do I don't I don't remember that part of it but I remember like picking between like three or four lines like, it was like a video game you're like picking your character kind of like like like, like you're, they tell you like you almost know outside of your body like all time is infinite it feels like it feels I mean, at least in that dream it just I think this happened but I'm not. It may have been a dream, I don't know, but I think it happened, and like I, I think it was a memory, and I and I felt like just like you look at Earth and you're just like you see like I don't know how to describe it. Like they showed me the lives, like in and, and like it really fast happened. and I picked this one, and I knew there'd be some like crazy challenges and stuff like that. But it's how you deal with it, and there's something Earth's like a like a it's a weird it feels like a weird space prison with like lessons, you know, and, and like that would line up with like the teachings of the Bible. I mean, even to me too, but it's just that's what it feels like to me. I don't know. Do you guys what's have memories? a Western? What's,
1: what? what's a Western?
2: A Western? What do you mean?
1: You just said the earth feels like a weird vibe filled up with wessons.
2: Oh wessons, so, sorry. I mumble wesson. I got a, it, I got it, I got it. Was yeah. a moment,
1: yeah. 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 All right. Um That's what so feels like to me. you've shared two very kind of profound things. Like the one, an awareness that your soul was dirty and you wanted to still clean is, it well. up.
2: Probably still is. I'm a sinner, you know. I, I break a lot of the, I broke a lot of the rules I didn't mean to, like, and,
1: and well, and the other is you know you sharing that you have this really gut experience of choosing your lifeline.
2: I, I wonder if we all did, or if that's real or not. I wonder. I wonder if it's a memory or a dream, and I wonder if we all did. Like we're all just going through this. Like our souls picked picked these vessels and these uh, these these uh, plans. I heard some interesting theories too. Like everybody does this. Like with everybody's life. Like everybody's been everybody, and everybody will or will be everybody. Oh, that's you know? Like, yeah, it's kind of interesting to think that about sounds it.
1: sounds like drugs.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it, my, my thought on this is
0: that when the sleep occurs, the soul does something different than when you're awake. And, and means, the, right? well, I didn't want to describe it necessarily as being out of body, but let's just say it's in another state of, of beingness.
2: Dimension, the dimension potentially.
0: however you want to look at it, right? right? But the key is every time you wake you're remaking those choices. You're you're re, um, upping on your commitment to the karma mm-hmm. that you chose when you chose your life. And I, I think know. that's born in the reflection of of me having anxiety about doing this workout this morning because I definitely was d- battling with the double the the you know the angel devil thing and and I chose actively out of sleep to rise. And just get out there and do it. And I think the power of choice, the power of the will and the intention behind it to do good, to be, to do the will to the good in the world is a key component of our spiritual evolution. And so the reason that God allows evil to be present on the planet is because we have to develop that piece of our abilities as individual souls as a part of the functional evolution of our spiritual, you know, capacities. And so if you take evil off the table, it's just like bowling with gutter guards. It's not going to really evolve you. And so that's sort of the weird thing about earth is that, that we, we are in this space with what I consider to be a benevolent, loving creator, but. Within that, that creator allows all forms of criminal behavior and suffering and, you know, war and dominance and, and you know, cancel culture, all of those things, it, because we have to face ourselves in the challenges that come up as a result of that. And just to tie this all in a neat bow. I think comedy is one of the highest levels of spiritual advisement because when you go to see the priest, it's fucking serious, man. It's like, <laughs> it's a big deal. Like whether he's a Buddhist, whether he's a Christian, whether he's, a, you know, a, a, a rabbi or she's, you know, a witch, it's serious, right? But comedy, like we said with Bill Hicks and, um, Carlin Car- and, and you, Anthony, there's this opportunity for some light to shine through and remind people that they're actually way more buoyant than they think they are in their life, that they have this great opportunity to shed all of the things that are clouding their thinking and recognize the grace of it. And here's the final piece. If I were God, please forgive me. (laughs) And I had to witness eternity. I would make it like the most rad sitcom ever because who wants to sit around and watch, Anything but you know, like the fun and and hilarity of the human condition. So I think that's part of the plan too, is that joy and and humor is available as part of those spiritual transformations. And so in that sense, Anthony, you're a priest of levity.
2: I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> but, but, but and I think it's like a philosopher. though. And I think I definitely. Yeah, no, the priest. Were, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get the overall concept. But I agree. Yeah, so. the
0: priest thing was kind of shut you down, though. I get it that's yeah, cool.
2: <laughs> what, what uh, no it's like being like a uh it's like a new rock star man it's like i, I feel like everybody has a band you know i think comedy's is like the new rock star like how it was like before like when i hear someone's in a band now i'm like oh god yeah like i'm in a band you're like oh god you know and, and I think it's like a cultural thing i think that's just like how the world changed you know i think like we're, we're like the new rock star philosophers kind of and then like we're aspiring to be what you say i mean i think that's the that's the, that's the aspiration is to be able to like help people you know i think that's uh and I, and like pull them out of this like traumatizing experience they just had over the last three years and like pull them out of all these other things. So, you know, I mean, even on top of what the 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 prescription of trauma, people had tragedies on top of that. You know, so it's just like I mean, you just gotta pull everybody out of it, and like we gotta go to the Renaissance, right? You know, I mean, it's like, like even even the Book of Revelation, like 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 after after that, there's a thousand years of peace. I mean, it's just another cycle. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, the current book we're in, is, I mean, it ends ends in tragedy and stuff, but it's all a test. And like I mean, we have a thousand years of peace. I mean, well, yeah, there's it's some, it's, some
0: yeah. evidence that suggests that that Book of Revelations was never actually something done by I'm John.
2: I'm familiar with that. I, I I personally disagree, but I'm familiar with that. I know that, like, they, they said it was a code for, like, the, 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 the leader at the time couldn't read uh, it. Uh, yeah, there's
0: stuff happening at, with yeah. Constantine, you know, kind of deciding what we should all have out yeah. of all of the great texts. And I, I agree with you. It's not necessarily that we should throw the baby out with the bathwater with that. Mm-hmm. But there's something about control matrices around thinking that comes through our media. And what was the Bible when we didn't have media? It was a form of indoctrination. Like, here's the things, you know, and I'm not talking about the scrolls, the original, I like, totally agree. That happened. I mean, right? I mean, a lot of
2: editing happened for sure. fuck <laughs>
0: And so I don't trust, you know, Catholics. I don't trust. I mean, I c- trust Catholics. I don't trust the
2: Catholic Church. Oh, me neither. No, that's a crime. It's right? a crime syndicate. That's a sex trafficking organization a drug trafficking organization. Like, that has nothing to do with God. And like, even though pictures on the wall look like Lucifer, not Jesus. Like, it's like this beautiful man. Like Lucifer was the most beautiful angel. Jesus was a haggard man. He was. He's a carpenter. You know what? I mean? Like they 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 they're, 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 they're worshipping Lucifer and like this weird barp. Like no, I think that with the Catholics too. I mean, that's crazy to me. It, it's crazy to me. I, my, I, I see it all the time. Yeah. So I want
0: to ask you a more pointed question It kind of calls back to something you said a few minutes ago where you said when people say, "Hey, I'm in a band," you kind of go, "Oh." Right? And yeah. you're also sort of saying like com- comedy and podcasting are sort of sort of like that now too, I think right? people do rock stars, yeah, no, I think I think yeah. I kind of begin that. Yeah. So I want to challenge your beliefs. Do I have the permission to do that?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I get
0: You do whatever you want, bro. Free will. Awesome. I like getting consent. I think that that is a limiting belief. And the moment that you can receive someone who says that to you with love and compassion and encouragement, that's the moment where the switch flips and you get to be a millionaire.
2: What is it? Redescribe that to me. me.
0: So you feel something when they say, hey, I'm I'm in a band. And it's like, oh, geez. And And the opportunity is for you to say, far out, man. You found your calling. Like, that's cool. I I hear hear your heart in that. Right. right, right. And so you're recognizing the highest self, and that part of you that wants to kind of go, oh, no, not another one. That's the part of you that actually wants to move out of the way in your path to becoming a fully enriched man. And I mean, riches beyond monetary riches, right?
2: No, definitely. Not. I would agree with that, actually. That was a very, that was a very like, uh, on-point statement, I'd say. Man. That's very true. And, uh, yeah, I don't act right all the time, but but, but I agree that that was definitely... Yeah, you know, you're right. I agree with what you said. That's probably true.
0: What was funny about COVID?
2: Um, I I couldn't believe how fast everybody talked to the government pharmaceutical industry. I couldn't believe like I, I did nothing change for me. I'm in Missouri. I just say whatever I wanted, man. So 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 like um. But but other people, everyone just gave up. They're
0: like I don't know. Pfizer uh, said no, no, no. I didn't ask you what was serious about COVID. I asked <laughs> you what was funny about COVID. I thought that
2: was funny. I don't know. I thought everybody talking was funny. Mistake. Trash bag hazmat suits and stuff and trying. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's the guy that's going to outlive me. He's the guy in the trash bag hazmat suit. You know. But yeah, it was just like. It, it, it was it was fear porn constantly. It was twenty four seven fear porn. Everybody was acting retarded, myself included. Because I thought I was going to a concentration camp. I am like these guys are fucking going to kill me. Like these like I am like these guys are putting me in a camp. Because they're fucking evil as fuck?
1: Yeah, well, there were some like even um oh shoot the uh, Kennedy who's currently a senator. What's his name? Ah, uh, uh, he's been very outspoken against the vaccine. Uh, Robert they- Kennedy. Robert Kennedy, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes he's yes, running right. for president, yeah. right, right, and oh, um, yeah. so he like at the very beginning was saying, look we're ruining our children, you know this the and uh, and then Joe Rogan has spoken openly how some of what he said just got him cancelled, like it, I think what surprised me is again how. It seemed for the most part, people factioned into a group. You're either a believer or you're a non believer. And no matter what side, it's like the smeeches those with stars and those without, you know? 100%.
2: 100%. And yeah.
1: The
2: divide, no, we're all victims of the divide no matter what our opinion is. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree with that 100%. Yeah.
1: So
0: the challenge is for us to liberate that thinking. That's the thing we have to figure out a way to break out of the divide and conquer box. That's been part of the last like 1500 years of social dominance. And that you, you know, it's, it's been different political religious structures that have been exerting this principle and it's unite and liberate. That is the next phase.
1: Well, here's what I'm wondering, because how does one do that intelligently and spiritually like uplifting where for me, I just learned about the Oklahoma massacre that was this town. It was called the Black um, Wall Street. Yeah, no, it wasn't Waco. It's um, Texas.
2: Sorry, yes, Texas.
1: Um, but I just learned about that three years ago from an HBO show. And, I, and it, the show started with this piece of history. And I thought, oh, wow, that's a dramatic beginning to a show. And then I learned, oh, that really happened. So here's what my question is. Like, I think there's an acknowledgment of our history that definitely um, challenged people of color in ways that we never will be challenged, never were challenged. So how do we hold those realities in a process of healing and coming together?
2: Um, I think like the focus on it like makes it worse. I think like if it's like it's like man, it must be really hard to be in a wheelchair. We should all be in wheelchairs, you know. I, I, you know, like not to be rude, but I think like I think we need to evolve past the cran color arguments and stuff and just kind of be like, okay, that's cran color argument. Shut up, you're you're fucking adult, you know. And then like, let's talk about other shit, you know. And like and I think you should be able to bust balls over differences. And I think I think I think the there's a hypersensitivity on, it, and I think it makes it worse. Like to be honest, I,
1: here's what I. I know someone who was in a wheelchair where something happened at a. I think it was at a school, and they built the steps first before they built the ramp to rebuild it. So I don't think the person in the wheelchair wanted me to get into a wheelchair, but yeah, they yeah. wanted me to have in my presence and thought, "Hey, how about building an w- entrance to the door that everybody can use first."
2: Oh, no, I get what you're saying, but I think it's mostly like white people saying, like that, not black people are just like, hi. <laughs> What's up? You know, it's like, you know, but I think, like, you know, I think it's an insecurity we need to address because, like, I mean, racism's dumb, obviously. And I think, but I think it's the hardest time to be racist possible because, like, as soon as you're racist, you're ostracized. You don't lose it. You lose your job. You lose your house. You lose your car. <laughs> I, think, I, think well, a, no, I think it's the least racist generation of all time. It's basically illegal to be racist at this, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, like, it's just not even, to me, it's not a problem, but it would be doable. I mean, I imagine people experiencing it maybe it's a different thing, but. I, I think now, I mean, I think it, more than ever, the law and people have their back, you know?
1: Well, so where I where I live, right next to me is a city that is predominantly black. And just three years ago, I believe, a black couple wanted to have their home appraised to pull equity out. And it kept being appraised really low. And the woman was like, wait, something's going on that's not right. And I had friends of theirs that were white get it appraised. Like it was their home and it was double, maybe even three times the amount. That's so
2: insane. People still think like that. No, yeah, it was like, I'm I'm insane. This is probably forty-six percent uh, I'm not there right now, but my address is. But been, I mean, leave, that's like forty-six percent black. They're just like people. I mean, just like hi, like hey, what's up, dude? Like, and like, there's some. I mean, I I think there's like definitely a racist. America has a racist history. Right? I think this is a. I think I think we're working towards the. I think we're the most probably culturally aware country on the planet because we're the melting pot. So I think that uh, I, I think that most other countries are probably way more racist, like China and like India and the, uh, the UK uh, even breaks down people of. Like white of a different color of white, there they're like, are you this kind of white? He's like they, I've red hair. They're like they hate me there. I'm the, I'm the you know, so, so, I mean they hate the Irish there. So I mean uh, of descent, you know. So I think it's just like a I don't know. You're never gonna fucking you're not, or excuse me. You're never gonna educate all the ignorant people, but we need to find ways to kind of adapt and make it nice for everybody. Like you said I think I think we do need to consider that actually. I, I'm I'm thinking my like, I, I think we do need to consider everybody's feelings at least and like. Ask them more so than me, you know, what becomes
0: possible when we actually have those difficult discussions about historical events that are that are real. You know, we're not talking about bullshit lies. We're talking about real things that happen. What becomes possible for us as a culture and as a community when we actually are able to have those conversations without people being shunned for being, you know, woke or being shunned for being racist?
2: Yeah, I think uh, it's a mob mentality no matter what. But it, uh, uh, you're never gonna you're never gonna solve all the problems. People are gonna be like, we're we're fond, you know. We're just like we're never gonna get, we're never gonna get along. And whatever we do these things, we will just like, do like whatever, you know. It's like kind of kind of make the best of the experience. You want not collab. I think it's a collab. Like my guys, like us, you seem like guys do too. I, I think it's more like a collab and like it's just like whatever. Like I'm like I don't I don't break people down into into micro uh, uh, genres and stuff. And yeah, categories. As well, yeah, and I think that, like, you know, and I think, but I think we have a lot of problems. Otherwise, people wouldn't be screaming it in the streets. So, I mean, so I think it's definitely a problem to address. I mean, like, <laughs> just give you me, know I mean, I mean there's definitely something we definitely need to heal as a world right now. I think, and I think, uh, just come together more so and just kind of, you know, just like have each other's back, regardless mm-hmm. of like uh, sports teams and crayon colors and whatever else. You know, it just like you know.
1: Have you and your wife developed a communication with each other that when challenges come up in your relationship with each other? you're able to communicate effectively and not like attack the other person, but deal with the challenge at hand.
2: I feel like, I feel like when I'm tired or, or, uh, or I, uh, or I don't eat enough food. I'm like that with everybody, but I do that. But I, but I do think like mostly, yeah, we're on the same team and like, uh, you know, I'm not going to act like a hundred percent, but I say 99% of the time I get crabby and stuff. And I'm hard to do. I'm a hard person to deal with. I imagine. But I, but I think that like outside of that, I think like, yeah, I know we are a really good team and we have been since day one, really. It's kind of like, we just met clicked and just kind of became a really good team and, um, and just have each other's back in a lot of ways, you know?
1: Yeah. On this recent road trip, did you have an audience that just wasn't going to laugh at what you were doing?
2: Uh not not really the only problems I had was three three shows are kind of uh whack in attendance numbers. But I, but the other but I'd say out of thirty that's not a bad ratio. Because it used to be all thirty would be empty.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's awesome, Anthony. That's huge. Like you've really developed yourself I like you say, um, you know, what'd you say? Mid uh middle wealth, you know. Like you've really you were poverty for ten years, and you're professional now. Like you can hold a room, and I've seen it happen at um, open mics where someone who's really has the experience they can come into a dead room and light it up.
2: It was it was weird, like uh, like when I was in Kentucky. Like this, I mean, this happened several times probably, but like this is just an example. When I was in Kentucky, like uh, like uh, Paducah, Kentucky, I did this show. and There's probably a hundred person, hundred people in this in this room. Like we turned a burrito restaurant into like a comedy club for the night, and probably got a hundred people there. And, um, and I asked him, like, like, I'm like, who listens to the Anthony Roberts show, my podcast? And, like, 10 of the people were like, yeah. And, I'm, and, I'm like, and 10 doesn't sound like a lot, but like I said, it used to be zero. So it's, like, weird seeing these people, like, start to be, like, like because you have to do that. You, you have to, like, I think the biggest, if, 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 not that people are chasing advice or anything, but listening to listening, I think the biggest thing is, like, you have to have one person. To have two people, to have three people, to have four people, to, to keep going, and a lot of people get discouraged at that point where they're at like twenty people, or they're at five people, or something like that. Like, like, like with the live show aspect too, like another aspect. Like, you, you got to keep doing it, and then, and then I think that's with anything. I think comedy is the point where I'm, I think I've finally passed the open mic thing, but I'm not delusional enough to where I know I think I'm Dave Chappelle or Joe Rogan. I think I'm in that like underground uh, like medium thing, and, I, and I, I feel a building all the time. People are talking to me differently. Like, like, like I, I'm getting gas. People are like, "Hey, podcast man!" in like one city, and then I go to like another city, and people are like. Oh, look, we got a local celebrity. I mean, And it's just like, it's building, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like building this, this thing up and like, and like, I feel it. And I feel like we're all part of it. And like, we're like, uh, our energy is similar as we're on the same rise. I mean, we're on the, we're fighting the same thing. So it's like, that's why we get along probably, you know, it's, we're on the same journey realistically, you know, like in art, you know, trying to try to expand and uh, get, I mean, more listeners, more advertisers, more content, whatever, whatever the goal is in any particular order. I think that's the it's beautiful seeing it. And like, it took forever and I'm glad I chased it. I'm glad I, I'm glad I uh, it was like, I'm, I'm stubborn, man. I, everybody told me I couldn't
1: do it and I'm, I'm stubborn. You know? That's awesome, man. My hat's so, off to you. It's. I want to ask
0: you, how do you develop your comedy talent? Like how do you get better yourself? What are the things that you do to try and become a better comic?
2: I think I was funnier in like high school or like with my friends and stuff. Like, like, like when I'm around like my mom or like my friends, I just try to make them laugh all the time by just saying like ridiculous stuff. I think the room's weird. I just like kind of, I kind of rant at him. I don't like in the room. I just like, he's like, society's kind of like crumbling and it kind of, I, I don't like, can we stop this or what? You know, <laughs> like, I got, like kind of energy right now. I think that's, that's where I'm at. Like, and I'll try to write jokes, man. I'll write all these jokes and I just don't even use them. I just like, I, I, I you know, I'll, I'll write this entire set and I go out there and just not use any of it and just be like, okay, you know, it's like, or maybe three jokes of it or something and like it's just like I don't know a lot of guys carry on a notebook I think it's like part of the image or something like that like like, 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 I write in a notebook because I write jokes, and I'm just like, that's just no one cares. The audience doesn't care. They just want to be entertained. They don't care about your personality or your, your whatever until they like you already. You already have to be like just, to sell the notebook. You have to go like 20 other steps for them to care about you to to, to then sell the notebook. Right, like you I mean like you can't just be like, oh, I'm a writer. Nobody cares about that. They don't care about that. They they, they just want to they just want to be entertained and like here you say like I can get away with saying a lot of words people can't say, it, which I think is the challenge for me. I like going into markets where they're like you can't say these words and you're just getting away with saying them. And I think that that's like, like the child in me, like, I mean, like I'm, I'm like this, like 16 year old prankster, silly, that I'm old you now. That's like how I feel. A
0: lot of comedy.
2: Like, yeah. The same concept. Yeah. It's like, we're just like those little kids who are just like, like ourselves, you know, we're just going to be mm-hmm. ourselves. And I think that's, what's real about us. You know? Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Hey, what um, about the guy you have that does weather on your podcast? How'd you meet him?
2: Frankie McDonald, I know I annoyed him a couple times, and then he um, and he he's he's huge, man. He's all like Tosh .point oh, And he's like one of the, he's probably the most famous weatherman, really. If you look at numbers, like if you if you look at like if you look at like his Instagram, his Twitter, his whatever. I mean, he he's in YouTube. He's probably one of the most famous weathermen, really. And that's kind of fucked. That's kind of hilarious. And he knows everything. Are you just ask him anywhere? He's like this. He's like he just tells you immediately. I'm like, man, I got. He's like he's like Rain Man with weather, man. You know Rain Man, like that movie Rain Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. He's like that like, you
2: know, with weather, bro. Just like, uh, and it's just and it's interesting. I just like giving people their thing to shine, you know. If you're if you're the best at anything, I just want you to shine, you know.
0: Damn. So we're getting to the point where I have to wrap up. So we it's time to answer the question of oh, questions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet you know this question, Anthony. Do you know this question? If you listen to our podcast all the way through, you might know this question.
2: No. I, don't know. I guess, I, I, guess I, I filled your test out. Got up. it. No problem.
0: No judgment <laughs> here. So
1: um, before, we ask, before we ask, so we do have to wrap up. Um, is there anything that you would like to bring up or state that hasn't been? Like, where can people find you?
2: Um my address is. Uh, I'm checking.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, we want to knock on your door.
2: <laughs> if, if you want, uh, uh, I have too many followers. If you follow me now, just uh, unfollow me, please. And then uh, don't look for me if you don't follow me. Just uh, I have too many followers, and it's it's harassing online. I just want to return to a normal life.
1: <laughs> all Got right. It. So we'll be post we'll be posting that in a big red flag over the screen here. We'll
0: take all the followers that, that you don't want anymore. We're yeah. we're on the upswing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah if, you should, out. if you want to unfollow Anthony, please follow us and yeah. y- you know, we'll talk to you.
2: Yeah, unfollow me and follow me open outlaws and listen to everybody. Like, stop listening to my podcast and only listen to their podcast. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> don't listen don't to both. It's okay. Both are acceptable.
1: At, the same, time, <laughs> is, it, at the same it. time.
2: <laughs>
0: Especially if you just smoked a big fatty, listen to both of them at the same time. And
1: if you really have a superior mental being, then you can listen to them both backwards.
0: Yeah. So before I ask the other question, I want to ask, I keep hearing this sound in the background, and I'm wondering are you enjoying your Knife of the Month Club membership?
2: <laughs> you, knew was the ni- you knew it was a knife. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. You knew that was a Nike.
1: That's
2: crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah that's well, we want
1: real. to know the answer. Are you enjoying your Knife of the Month Club? Oh.
2: Dude, no. Okay, having a podcast and, and getting ads is like Christmas every single day. Like you'd be, you would be completely shot. And I, and I, like, I have to give. I, I. I'm, okay, so just I'm sitting on a shelf right now, and I have like, I like this is this is a, this is like a two hundred dollar bond. they just mailed me, and I had two of them mailed me. I gave one away, and like, and like, I keep having knives. I have like weird oils. I have like they keep mailing me stuff. I have I have like this this weekend alone, I'm getting Omaha steaks real good foods microphones for man on the street stuff um, uh, a weed a weed box called hepper box that mail you this monthly weed thing and then I'm getting another bond from free Spi like, like uh, so so I mean uh, it's like I'm literally in this weird printing money stage and this weird printing product stage and like I'm, I'm trying to just uh, straight face um, my family situation if my moms like that while I'm just like going I'm trying to do everything I'm trying to do everything it's crazy and it's All like right. uh, it's like I won I won the white trash lottery like I, I get I get five Amazon packages every day. I'm trailer park rich, and I and, I, and I'm enjoying it after being uh, trailer park poor. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> yeah.
0: congratulations, man! You deserve it. We, it's been really yeah. fun hanging out with you. Likewise, man. you guys
2: should jump on my show sometime and like uh, and uh, do the same exact thing. But uh, try to show up on time, guys. Uh, we, can, we can't have late guests. So if you you guys are late, I swear to God, I'm, sorry. I'm just messing with you. But if you want to sure. return a favor and be thirty minutes late, I'll book it. I'll, I'll book it.
1: I'll book Accordingly look at the 10 We'll show up at 10.30 Perfect yeah,
2: that's Anthony what I'm Rogers sure to Talks sure to, to himself For half an hour Yeah I'll make sure to, I'll make sure To return the karma Myself So sorry <laughs> But you guys are great uh, and I'll re- Yeah You guys have on the show and Jump jump on We'll jump you guys do any Ghost stories or anything? You know any ghost
1: yeah, I got some ghost stories Yeah me too
2: Okay, well, then I'm doing that in October soon. Maybe jump on one of those or something. Uh, yeah. That'd be
1: awesome. That'd be so awesome. you are watching
2: this past October 2023. This already happened. Yeah. So uh, like, so, so check that episode out, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or if right you to. can time travel, go ahead and listen to it now.
2: And let us know how it was. Yeah, let us know if it was good.
0: Get, remind us of what not to say. <laughs> All right, so here's the big question, Anthony. Okay. Eminem or Foo Fighters?
2: Oh, neither, bro. I think they both suck.
0: <laughs> Whoa. That, that is, is a distinction. first yeah no one has said that in all the times that we've asked that question no,
2: no everyone's like brainwashed through music bands like hypnotizes people or something like I, I see it all the time it's like Bruce Springsteen's like like, like he's just like fat and weird looking like and the entire crowd's just like losing their shit I'm just like man this is witchcraft
1: alright what about DC Fr- DC Talk or Kirk Franklin Oh, uh,
2: I like DC Talk bro. I don't know I'm probably like DC Talk
1: alright alright
2: I don't know enough about Kirk Franklin, to be honest with you, though. To be honest. Oh,
1: you'll love him. He's really powerful. Really Yeah, really powerful. I just
2: realized I don't know that. I went with the one I heard of, so that doesn't count. Well, it doesn't because I haven't heard of the other because it it's only a preference. It's fair. There's
0: no, you're not asked being asked to define what's better. Oh, okay. You're just saying what I
2: like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I kind of aged myself by mentioning DC talk. I guess you kind of did too. <laughs> <laughs> But
2: Beatles, I must be bro. really I like, young. I, I like Elvis and the Beatles, man. I mean, like music's timeless, man. You know, like, I like Beethoven, bro. That I was dead before I even, you know, before I even yeah. walked Earth. You know, this time at least. So it's like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's, everything's timeless, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure, out. Yeah, I'm glad me. you made it because yeah. I would have been really bummed if it was just Mark and I.
2: I thought, dude, I was so hyped, thinking I was early and stuff, bro. I was like, you, you have no, I think I, I, I literally was like, okay, it's 1230. Yeah, I got, 30. got it.
1: You were so irresponsibly responsible. I get I know, it. I, had know. it all lined up. I thought I was 30. He was, he was 30. I opening you know. his
0: Amazon packages with
2: bongs in it. And That's that was, mainly,
1: he's like, yeah, I, I'm going to be early.
2: I thought it was one o'clock. I, literally, I look at it. You already, one of you guys already emailed me? You go, bro, we're in the waiting room. I'm like, Oh God, that was and I, I run in here, I get this ring light going, bro. Because the light okay, let me show you the top the lighting. This is what it looked like when I opened when I turned <laughs> it on. It had, it had no. So I had to struggle with figuring out why, I I literally last minute did so much stuff after reading that email just to be on this show still, just so you know, and I'm at no disrespect and I was hyped about this. I even that's why I said I even listened to like three episodes because I'm like hyped about it, and then all of a sudden I'm like I I, I messed up the time on my calendar and I'm like, Oh my god, I was like an asshole and these guys think I don't give I care probably I'm like, Oh my god.
0: It was was uh, well worth all of the struggle for sure. It's been super cool talking to you and I'm super excited about having more opportunities to either spend time on your podcast or just go on a moped
2: tour with you, whatever.
1: Right. Ever. Yeah. Anthony. Both. Why not both, man? You know, it's like,
2: let's, uh, let's do the next show on mopeds. All right. (laughs) Well, God bless you guys. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. Great. Pleasure to meet you, Mark. All
1: right. See you later, sir.
2: Recording
0: stopped.